0: what's going on ladies and gentlemen sinks and inks and welcome to lactic acid i am your host dominique smith as always i want to thank everybody for their continued support for this channel it has been so much fun bringing you uh so much content and different guests getting a chance to interview them getting a chance to know them and hopefully you guys are enjoying the episodes as much as i am recording them today is two things two things a This is going to be released or it's being released. You're listening to this on today, February 28th, which means it's my mother's birthday. So I had to give a shout out to my mom, Yvonne Wilson. Definitely give a shout out wherever you are. Be sure to wish her a happy birthday. She doesn't know you, she won't see it, but you know, still do it. Um, Two, today is the last installment of our Black History Month series. And I had the pleasure of interviewing somebody Believe it or not, you've heard his name before if you listen to the show. Well, maybe not his name, but you've heard the company. At the end of the promotions and sometimes the episodes, I say, listen, thank you to our partners at track barn you get 10 percent off your order if you visit the website and purchase something from there well obviously that is the case today but i actually have the founder and the owner mr carl mccargo on the show and he discusses the history of track barn and you get a chance to hear his passion of owning a small black owned business which is one-of-a-kind in the sport of track and field specifically to what they sell so like i always say if you need pole vaulting gear if you need uniforms backpacks whatever they got you please be sure to check them out and you're going to hear about carl's journey his remarkable passion um, from walking on in college really they quitting baseball to join track and field uh, during his later years in high school so walking on to the track and field team to becoming an all-american he actually visited central missouri state where he i'm sorry the university of central missouri where he competed in college he visited i'm sorry he did not visit um he walked on and the rest was history and he's doing great things in the track and field community so please be sure to give him a follow give his company a follow and if you need anything track barn has got you lactic acid 10 is the code that you need to type out and you will get 10 percent off your order thank you guys so much for the support obviously speaking of where you can find us go to lactic acid underscore pod on twitter that's where you can follow us on twitter go to lactic acid with dominic smith the lactic acid podcast on instagram lactic acid with dominic smith on youtube please be sure to check that out because we have some great things brewing on our youtube page you do not want to miss it the action is hot but the content is hotter and please be sure if, uh, i haven't said this the past couple of weeks but it's been in the show notes go check out fastwomen.org it is led off by Allison wade it goes to your inbox every monday at 5 a.m and it is jam-packed full of some of the best things that are going on in the sport great information great podcast highlights great articles race results you name it she's got it she does a fantastic job of keeping us informed in the sport thank you all so much for your continued support and i hope you enjoy the episode What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and ain'ts, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I am your host, Dominic Smith. Today, I have a very special guest. He is a baller-certified shot caller. If you listen to the beginning of the episodes, I tell you to go and go on www.trackbarn.com. Get everything you need, whether you're a coach, an athlete, you have a track and field team, go on there you get 10% off and today I have the face of the franchise here with me none other than the legend that is brother Carl McCargo. Carl what's going on man appreciate you coming on the show how you feeling? I feel good I'm about to walk on the track man I got my spikes on warm-ups are off like let's get it let's go. Hey, listen, people don't know. Carl was a big-time baller back in the day at Central Missouri State. Uh, So, yeah, he is about that track and field life. But, Carl, man, I have to ask you a question that I ask everybody when they come on the show. So let's just say, man, Food Network and CBS or the Grammys and um, Ben and Jerry's, they said, listen, man, this dude, Carl, is a Big freaking deal, dude. He is balling out, setting the standard uh for businesses, for African Americans, and just for everything in between. And we have to celebrate his brand, his awesomeness. And we want to do a custom spring promotion centered around that. So Food Network said they are going to make any food. So either I'm sorry, a burger, pizza, or any custom dish that you just cannot live without. They will put it on every menu that they are affiliated with in the world. So following that, the Grammy said, all right, cool. You know, we're the biggest stage in music. He, we want him to come to the show. We're figuratively and literally going to roll out the red carpet for him. And he could be the guest of any artist of, regardless of the genre, any artist you want to be the guest for, then guess what? That's what you're going to do. And then Ben and Jerry was like, yo, we the ice cream kings of the world. We want to do a custom ice cream in in his name. So what we're going to do, you have to choose two flavors of ice cream. So you need to choose two flavors of ice cream. They're going to combine it and sell it in every store. So what I need, well, what they need, Food Network needs the burger, the pizza, or the custom dish that you want them to put in every menu in the world, basically. We need... The Grammys, so who are you going, what artists do you want to go with? And then lastly, the two flavors of ice cream that you want to combine that one. Whew. All
1: right. I would have to say Food Network. I'm a big, uh, I like to smoke a lot of food. So I'd have to say like smoked, uh, and like some smoked brisket tacos. Uh, tacos are the go-to. Uh, Cali, Cali Born and Raised so you know big fan of the mexican food um i actually went through a transition when i moved to texas when they put sauce on the top of your burritos i remember the first time it came out i was like yo what is that i was a little (laughs) bit confused uh and then i'd have to say uh man ben and jerry's ice cream big fan of rainbow sherbet um love the sweet stuff and then uh, uh cookie dough like cookie dough ice cream like there's something about that it it's like I don't know what it is, man, but I was a big cookie fan. My grandma baked a lot uh, of Rameshi recipes. My grandma Doris cooked a ton and uh, always made me cookie dough, uh, uh, cookie dough ice cream. And She'd take okay. the, the actual dough from it. And she'd save it, uh, put little balls and freeze it. And then I could put it in my ice cream and come grub um, anytime oh, wow. I came over. So that was always really cool. Um, man, the Grammys, that's hard, dude, because like I have such a large uh, genre of music. Uh, I definitely like funky music, um, but... I know it's kind of throwback a little bit, but I had to tell people like Earth, Wind & Fire or like a Commodore's oh, will kind man. of like be my thing. Um, we played uh, uh, Wild Cherry, played that funky music for my one-year-old daughter this morning and she was just doing stanky <laughs> like in her living room. Oh, so it's man. super cool uh super cool to see like my taste in music kind of channel through them um anything big jazz or pop uh but i'll listen to just about anything um i love like a good reggae uh anything to set the tone just get the mood music is a big part of my life like we do that here at the warehouse um people are always shocked that we always have music playing like you want me to turn it down while you're in meetings i'm like no no i'll just step out like this is the vibe like don't kill the vibe you got to have that rhythm um music is a part of life and uh, your day, my day to day. So that, those are, those are, those questions are great. That's cool. I like that.
0: Man, dude. Wild cherry. Play that funky music, white boy. Uh, play that funky music now. What's the other one? So you would roll up into the Grammys with the Commodores.
1: Hey, I'm telling you. With,
0: with like, Lionel oh, Richie, with Lionel Richie and the Commodores, man um i'm with that so what what song would you want them to play as you guys roll down the roll down the red carpet
1: oh oh my gosh you're putting me on the spot
0: um and i mean there's the classics brick house
1: uh i would i would say i would say brick house because like my uncle and my pops used to play that in the garage all the time um we just we had we play a lot of funk, a lot of like Pink Floyd, um, anything big band. Like my dad was a big Kenny G fan. So a lot of instrumentals oh. I was around. Um, but I would definitely say Brick House. Uh, cause like, you know, that that's like your first, like that was like my first song where like I was like, like I saw a girl and like I could refer that song, like a bad chick. Um, like I play it for my wife and she cracks up uh but I would have to say Brickhouse, man. Like that's, that's it, dude. That's, that's, a, that's a banger. Uh, my kids, like they'd be in the car, like on road trips and they'd just be playing, they, they'd be, they be banging their heads to, to the Commodores. They love it. So dude,
0: that is geez. my, to my team, just letting it all, well, y'all got to go listen to the song. I, you know, that's, that's my jam. They got a song called zoom. Um, yes, that's another good one. Definitely uh oh god there's easy there's um oh my goodness Sweet love. Yes. You are like, oh man, you know, I love I love the Commodore. So you know, and Earth Wind, and Fire. That's the Earth Wind, and Fire, Luther. You know, that's 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 my go-to's along with the temptations and four yes. Tops and all them. And then you yes. mentioned jazz. Childhood. I'm a huge, I'm a huge smooth jazz fan. You know, I got Kenny G, Boney James, uh Dave Koz, Miles Davis, and then the Dave, old school. Yes, Dave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dave you know, that is
1: classic. My pops used to blast at all times, big jazz guy. Uh, records, yeah. whole nine yards, like they love that, dude. That's a big, music is a big part. Uh, always share music with my cousins, big part of our family. Everyone's always like swapping different Spotify tracks and stuff and playlist. Uh, my, my uncle's got an insane, and my couple of my uncles have an insane surround sound systems. So they're always like, okay. hey man, you gotta play like Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon on surround sound in the dark, you know, like with the graphics. And it's just mind blowing. If you actually sit there and listen to the acoustics and what's behind some of that music, uh, And like how about take a moment? It's it's freaking it's freaking good stuff, really cool stuff.
0: I am Uh, down with that, man. Music, music is amazing. Uh that's why we love it. Uh so man, just brought me back. I have the collection and everything. Uh I've been looking so much of that over the years, man. It's my favorite. Not this new stuff, but the old school. That's what it's what I grew up with. That's what I love, man. Same. Same. So let's get it, let's get into this, man. So Carl is the founder of track barn and so track barn is changing the way that track and field i want to say is change it's it's a more innovative way because it's it's affordable products and it's for everybody and so i want you in your own words you're the founder you're the ceo tell us a little bit about track barn and what went into you starting it
1: yeah so uh I guess I'll go back it was like spring of uh 2019 I believe uh okay. 2020 I was uh the national account manager at UST Mamiya also known as Essex uh, UST Mamiya is a carbon fiber manufacturer they make golf shafts for Callaway um, a couple other big name brands uh made as well and um I actually got hired in a role to help with their uh dealer market Internal uh, logistics, uh, strategy, and just really like customer service. Um, I, there wasn't anything I did in that building. I even took poles to the airport, strapped into the old RAM, put poles in the pole rack. And um, one day I was going to the airport and um, I kept going back to my old days um, at another catalog company. I spent several years as another selling, uh, supporting as another company as a catalog guy, uh, selling all different brands. It was kind of limited on what we could sell based on relationships with the CEO and things like that. And um, I was like, man, like you know, pole vault is a very privileged sport, and you know, if I can help people that have similar backgrounds of me, or at least elevate, like from like a youth market, um, like what can I, what can I do? And it all kind of started out as just track barn, uh, custom goods and apparel. Uh, One of the first people I called uh, was Charles Oliver. Coach O um, is uh, now the national chairman. Um, I believe he's changed roles actually. I'm not sure if it's officially announced yet, but um, he moved up at AAU, and he was one of the first calls and. Um, made him his a couple of his clubs and uniforms and started to get some traction on the soft goods side. Um, and then that following year, I met my partner, Josh, and uh, he kind of took over our soft goods. I had left Essex and I um, opened up accounts with Gil, UCS, um, Richie. Uh, we sold basically sold every vaulting pole you could think of. Um, and basically the whole idea from it was to get it to where coaches can make one call and get it all. Um, so you have to call this vendor for this, call this vendor for that. Um, I really like, I love the model of Amazon and, uh, and Walmart. Uh, but I want to mix the two together to give the customer, um, a journey. Once they hit the website, like there's a level of excitement, um, and having that high level design from our uniforms and our backpacks all the way to the website. And then our top notch, uh, presentation on social media. Um, I want it to be an experience, uh, for the customers, uh, not just when they swipe the card and get their package. Um, I wanted the journey to continue after the package left um, our warehouse. And I think it's really important for us as a company to create something that's a part of the community uh, where people can feel like they're a part of something. Um, Like, I don't know how many times you tag a brand um, in a story or in a post and there's like zero acknowledgement. And um, one of my biggest pet peeves is you're retweeting anybody, sharing anybody that interacts with us and making them feel a part of our growth. Um, And I feel like that's been a big part for us. Um, And now we have these corporate partnerships with like Miles Split. Um, We're gonna announce one more um, as well soon uh, where other people who are also in the community where we can get deeper and wider uh, within those contacts and and groups. Like uh, we have Dane at Throws University for like our Throws side. We have one other Throws partnership that's gonna announce here pretty soon. That's pretty big. and, you know, these partnerships we have now, like these are people I wanted, I had on our kill list at the very beginning uh, to have in that business plan to kind of produce us. So now you kind of see uh, three to four years later, my partner, Josh, and I, uh, you see that that the, the, the starting product, but like we're really just getting started. We just founded the Olympus lines uh, back in April. Uh, we we're just looking at our numbers. We sold almost a 1,000 discuses already, which is insane. Uh, And then we, uh, him and I both trademarked Olympus together. He's also one of our partners at Track Barn. And he's really kind of been my right-hand man. Uh, We both have a passion for track and field. And it's been really cool to find someone to work with, because I really struggled as a coach, um, trying to find that assistant coach or even head coach that I could work with and team up with uh, that I really like, I connected well with, right? Um, I finally was able to find that. with Josh and we had really good strengths and weaknesses and we complimented one, ag- one another. Um, the first few months us working together, we didn't think it was gonna work out. Uh, but like now here we are, we joke around about it all the time. Um, and we're about to go to our our second AAU indoor meet, our second AAU meet, but first indoor meet uh, ever, um, which just kind of started. So, um, so yeah, it's been kind of cool. It looks like my wife coming in here. Hey babe hi i'm on the Acid podcast this is my lovely wife lochelda um and nova she's just getting off of work that's our one-year-old nova
0: that's hey how wife, you doing Lachilda,
1: in there say hi honey but Yeah. you said hey how you doing good say hi. <laughs> say hi uh so yeah this is a big part of my why um my 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 daughter um <laughs> uh-oh no you okay <laughs> just back of the chair oh, um man. so like my son we have a three-year-old uh son gavin who'll be four in march wow. and uh right after gavin was born i remember being at being at essex and i wasn't even people actually don't know this. i wasn't even full time yet and i was okay. like dude i gotta do something different like how do i set them up so they can have the freedom and uh support that they need to do what they want to do and track barn just kind of came about and i tell everybody that has an idea just freaking start, um, just start the idea, do a little bit at a time and just watch it evolve. I think so many people have excuses uh, for why to start that new thing um, and when it's convenient, but there is no right time to start a business or start a new hobby. Um, it's really just like stepping out um, and being uncomfortable, get used to being uncomfortable um, and then just growing as a person spiritually, uh, internally, and even physically You know, um, has been really big uh, for me, I would say.
0: So we're what are we four years or close to four years of the business? Yeah, this August,
1: yeah, this August will be four, uh, four years on the business in the business. Yeah,
0: has it's it grown? By. I can't believe it. Has it grown the way you thought it would, or has it exceeded your expectations? I
1: think it exceeded my expectation. You know, when Josh and I first started working together, you know, he was the one that kind of told me, "Hey, dude, like this could be huge." And mind you, I'm, I had just hired him coming out of COVID and I just quit my job. So I'm like, hey, we'll see, we'll see. Just being optimistic, you know, both of us at the time, you know, Josh was working at Starbucks. I was working at Miles Split, still doing part-time stuff with, at Essex before we brought on those other brands uh, before I had left, left with them. I think it was January 1 of 2020, um, where I left completely, uh, you know, at once. And it's, it's crazy, like my passion, to share that with other people, like people will reach out and they're like, dude, like track barn is dope. And I'm like, dude, like that's kind of how I felt about this post. So we were in marketing or whatever it might be uh, related to the business. And it was just super cool to have my passions flow through the community and everybody else to appreciate what we were doing. You know, a lot of coaches reached out. and are like, dude, can't re, can't work with you or can work with us, but like, dude, love what you're doing. There's an opportunity for me to do something with our club, or we told this club about you or this coach about you. Um, it was just crazy. We are like, I joke around with Josh all the time. We're like this positive infection in the community where like people can't get enough of it. And, you know, given the community, especially that youth, uh, that youth grassroots level, like we have our track barn grassroots program, um, is when kids, get their uniform or that professional packaging in our new uh packaging like i want them to feel like they're usa track and field athletes or they're at the university of oregon and my hope is that one day we can pull the athletes from basketball and football because like they always have dope stuff and um that's when what we want to do is we want to continue to innovate and progress in track and field you know like we've got uh Plyo box is coming, new collapsible hurdles. We got new backpacks we're dropping, some one-offs. We're doing some super dope collabs with a few different people. And just keep pushing that envelope um, of of innovating and trying to progress. Like a lot of where we're at now is us listening to the customers Mm -hmm. and doing what they're requesting, right? Or where we may or may not uh, be good at. Um, but I definitely think we've definitely exceeded uh, where we're at. Um, my, my ultimate goal was just to sell what I did at my last catalog company. And then uh, my goal last year was to be as big as Essex. And we exceeded that. My, my last year at Essex, we exceeded that, um, which is super cool. Um, and the next year, is just try to 2X ourselves again um, and just keep growing and getting deeper in that community um, and give back to the community, like resupport them, you
0: know? So Essex is the place that sells like um, retainers and all that stuff if I'm not mistaken.
1: um they sell like the uh, vaulting poles pull pole tips oh, I'm thinking so close. And they, okay. um but no, there is an Essex company that does sell retainers there's there's okay. multiple Essex domains um, but it's like essex uh, Essex vaulting poles would be like who we would refer to you. Nice. On that end, which I mean, unless you're a pole vaulter, you wouldn't really know about it, right? Like, um, unless you're in that brand,
0: so yeah, so so pretty much track barn, it's not just you have shop put discus, pole vault, backpacks, just it's hurdles. You, you guys everything. are just like the one stop shop for everything,
1: yeah. We sell it all. I think there's maybe one hurdle brand that like wouldn't open us up because we got blackballed by a former employee, uh, former employer. And uh, actually, my former employers called on almost every vendor that I have on now and try to get them not to work with us. And uh, we're now some of their biggest vendors. We actually surpassed my former employer um, with two other vendors, which is pretty comical uh, just because of the design, like the way, we set, the way we create and elevate these programs. Right.
0: Well, let me ask you this, now that you say this, and then we're going to get to some off-track stuff. How important... Is it for you all to obviously? You know, you will help anybody and everybody, whether they're professional, college, whatever. But how important is it for you all to make your presence known in the youth track and field community?
1: Um, it's huge. I mean, it's our foundation. Um, for me if we're able to make an impact at the youth level then we're able to impact track and field at its very lowest point and i think so many people are quick to be like oh well i got this power five account or oh i got this i got this account at, at dartmouth or harvard or usc i mean that's cool but like what did that sell do for the community and how did you elevate the athletes because at that level it's kind of expected And I think that if you can get that ooh, ah, wow factor at the high school, middle school and youth level, like you've made a difference. And um, not being that cookie cutter company um, and being able to give those kids that fully custom goods um, that they might see online and they take an idea from Oregon, SC, Washington, you know, um, and then put those ideas together. has been something for me that I love to bring to that youth market because there's just so much stuff you see that's the same over and over again. Like if you go one of these big box brands, you know, you have a dozen patterns or a dozen color schemes, and most people will take stuff of a photo they saw to meet and our team will recreate it for them and the kids get it and it boosts their morale, it boosts the culture. Um, it brings hype to the programs, gives the kids something to look forward to. Um, and that's, that's really why we do it, is to get these kids excited to look good, feel good, and hop on the track and make something happen. And then they get to – they'll tag us and stuff and collaborate with us. Um, like, that's what I'm looking forward to most at the AAU meet, is uh, these kids have just our, – our TikTok has gone insane. Like, the way these kids have responded to our TikTok, I'm like, whoa, man, like, this is crazy. Like, they freaking love it. And, like, these kids were pulling me – I think the coolest part was some of these dads – were pulling me aside and asking their kids to take a picture with me and and Josh, Josh and I, and that was when I started, we started to realize this July, um, in Greensboro was like, dude, like we're making an impact, dude. Like that was our first major event to set up at where there's 15,000 plus athletes and there's people hollering at us, you know, high-fiving us and stuff like that. And that youth market really is our foundation and I'll never move out of that. Um, It'll always be a major part of us, and I hope that we have a long, um, um, a long, long long-lasting relationship with AAU and any other youth organization um, that we work with, because it really is the foundation of our business, and it's where I feel like we can make the largest impact, um, and not not compete with those big box companies.
0: What are three things that people do not know about the legend that is Mr. Carl McCargo?
1: Man, uh, I'm a fighter. I, uh, I think I can pretty much figure out any situation, uh, in college. I actually moved from, um, I moved from Southern California from junior college, all the way to central Missouri. I didn't even visit the school. Um, Kip Jandrin. Called me up. I met with him at Walnut at Mount Sac during the 2009 Outdoor National Championships. He was coaching Annie Carlson. She's now the head coach at Edinburgh. And I just remember how much fun he had coaching her. And I linked up with him. I was like, dude, I'm definitely going. Looked at videos of it online, got the financial aid package. I got on the plane. I went for it. My sophomore year, I tore my ACL. This would be item number two. Uh, I tore my ACL in the pole vault. I was uh, number three in the nation. I was a walk-on. didn't have a scholarship yet. I just went with no money. I just went to chase the dream. You know, I didn't run track to my senior year of high school. And uh, I'm just a result now of taking a chance. And uh, the first event I did getting back on the track in the decathlon was I picked, Kip had me pick up Kip Jambran. He's the head coach of Central Missouri. Had me pick up a pole and uh, got on the runway. And I took it up the first plant. Didn't even think anything of it. And I was like, all right, dude, you got it. Let's go. Um, So I would definitely say like I'm a fighter and like just perseverance, like never giving up on yourself. Um, and don't be afraid to find out what the body can do. Like the human body is amazing and uh you could put anything you could do anything you put your mind to as long as you follow the program procedures and like what your doctors tell you to do. Um, I think a lot of people like overlook that, but I would definitely say like mm-hmm. I'm I'm a I'm a I wouldn't even say hustler everyone says that's a negative connotation, but I work hard. Yeah. I'm a hard worker and what you guys what people see is the result of my personality and my work ethic. Uh, we talked about this today with our culture about how everyone on our team is like, let's go, let's get it done. Like getting out of this meeting, what are we going over? What are the topics? All right, let's hop off. And everybody goes their different way. Um and we've created this competition amongst a team where who has the next best idea that we're going to push out? You know, um, like when we pushed out that uh the Rick roll for the uh world athletics throwing shoe, you know, I had the idea to to troll world athletics with a glide shoe and then our um Used to be an intern, Ryan, now our full-time marketing designer, Ryan Matthews, had the idea to rickroll. And I'm just cracking up laughing. And that's really how a lot of our ideas come about is um, being uh, being collective as a team and bouncing ideas off each other. Like I joke around all the time. I'm like, dude, TrackBarn's like the next Google. Like I want to bring all my friends to work with me because I want people to be able to throw an idea out there, even if it's a bad one. Because if you throw a bad idea out there, um, somebody else could flip it the opposite right. direction and you could go yes. a whole nother area. And I think too, it's just like making sure you're staying on that, your path, um, staying focused on that path and and persevering and, and staying consistent, right? Um, I think that that's, that's huge um, when you talk about um, just as a, as a whole, right? Um, so yeah.
0: How do you find that balance? Because what you do can be very, a lot of long hours, a lot of grinding, a lot of hard work, a lot of grit work, you know, a lot of the stuff that people don't want to do. But Mm -hmm. you do it all and you do, you know, everything you can to elevate those around you and not just the business. But how do you find that balance to where there's, it's just not too much of, you know, one thing and you can be present for your family, but also just present just to (laughs) be sane? um yes yeah. you know keep your sanity
1: i think for me it's like a balance like uh, a lot of people don't know this but i do like love riding mountain bikes and i ride dirt bikes pretty regularly i rate i like to race cross country on motorcycles like hard enduro so uh logs single track trails uh, any hard crazy terrain um i could pop a pretty decent wheelie um but like for <laughs> me it's like if i can if i can scare the shit out of myself you know, once a week, like I'm good. Um, but I would say that and then my son also loves it as well. So typically, on a normal day, um, I'm out grab the baby by five. And then I would um, take her on a nice little walk. And then my son gets home around six. And then we have a nice little track in our backyard for him to rip and ride on. It, it's really just that family time with him. And then that time with the kids with my wife at the end of the day. Um, and we're avid campers, we camp a lot, uh, mm-hmm. Like I'm going to be gone. I'll be gone for AAU for six days. And um, we'll we'll head out tomorrow uh, to Oklahoma and uh, take the trailer and everybody and the family up and we'll camp for four days straight. I'll do like a half day and wife and I will switch, take turns driving. And it, it's that time for me that allows me to uh, to reset. Um, I actually was telling one of my buddies is the balance is really like a training cycle. You know, I'll push super hard for three or four weeks, and then I'll hit the reset button. Right. Uh, and do like a four-day reset. Um, same thing with my wife. Like sometimes she's got to grind for three days, so I'll back off and I'll I'll cut my hours, and it's it's like a cycle. Um, so I think being aware of your uh, your significant other, like there's a lot of things that I can't do that my wife does that I think is important to right. shed light on that she does well, and there's things that I I do well that she doesn't, and I think being able to communicate amongst your household. Mm-hmm. Um, And and knowing your spouse is a big thing. Um, We're actually reading a book together right now. It's called The Five Love Languages. And we're reading that together. And we'll talk about the different chapters and sections. And, you know, we've been married. It'll be five years um, in December. And, you know, we had kids, you know, most people say fast, but, you know, we fell in love and everything has worked out up to this point. You know, she's a school teacher, science teacher at the middle school. And um, it's worked out really well. Uh, But I think having her. Uh, like they always had that ongoing joke. It's like behind every strong black man is a strong woman, you know, <laughs> and uh, that's real Um, because her mom is very strong and um, she gets a lot of that, that strength from her and her personality. So I wouldn't be able to have the balance and do what I do um, without her to have my back.
0: You made the move from Southern California to Central Missouri. Um, so and you were a walk-on in the Maltese, which is crazy. Yep. How much of a culture shock was that for you? Because you're yeah. talking about tacos, and we you're down to Missouri, like you're not finding tacos like that in Missouri. It was a trip. It was it was a trip, man.
1: Um, it was. Uh, we got there. It's like freshman move-in day. And I didn't have a dorm yet. And I was just kind of couch surfing for like a week and a half, just trying to figure it out. We're going to the track training every day. And um, I think that was when I realized I was like a legit country boy. Cause like my parents took us camping and, you know, we did all kinds of different things together. Um, But it was, it was when I moved to Missouri and got a good feel for that show me state and just that Midwest hospitality, like that is a thing. Like, I remember my first Thanksgiving, I went home with my roommate, Kevin Wages, and um, I shot a gun for the first time, a handheld shotgun, a rifle, and a few other things as well. And uh, I was mind blown. But like the way his family embraced me, the way my teammates' parents embraced me, because my parents were in California, so they couldn't make it to every meet. They went to national meets and things like that when I qualified. Um, Like other parents just would bring me under their wing. And they were also from the Midwest, right? Um, One of my closest roommates was from um he was from uh Kentucky I had another one from Colorado a couple from Missouri that I lived with and I had my one roommate Alex Loman who had brought me out he's one of my best friends still to this day I still talk to all my roommates and my buddies from college uh that was it was it was a trip man it was a dream come true I was just a kid that ran senior year of high school right and I figured it out my high school coach took me off a track off of a baseball field slow as I'll get out and I remember going home in college on my breaks. And the baseball coaches seeing me like, yo, well, car goes fast. Like, you know, you can be transformed into an athlete, uh, with the proper training lifting right. diet. Like people don't understand, like, you know, you do have those genes are in there and they can be trained to an extent. Uh, but there's nothing like hard work. Um, you know, and it was just, man, I freaking love Missouri. I'm going back in April. Uh, we're sponsoring the uh, meal relays. And uh, I can't wait to see everybody that's there. I mean, Missouri really showed me what I was made of and what I could do. I went in as a special ed guy, left as a a business guy. And I got in those business classes late on, later, late, late, and really saw my talent for working with people and being able to motivate. Um, And uh, one of my teachers, professors, uh, Dr. Nelson said, you know, Carl, you can do really good at this coaching thing, or you can do really good at this business thing, all because you understand people. Um, and that's, I feel like why track barn is where it's at is because the people that work with us and have helped us grow, um, are why we were at. Cause I believed in them and they believed in me and it's a mutual, uh, respect. Um, nobody works for me. We work with each other. And I think that's important, um,
0: for sure. My I asked this question, two more questions, then we're going to, um, uh, wrap this thing up with a bow. What's the best meal you ate? when you were in missouri uh so southern california you you, you kind of said tacos <gasps> so i kind of know see southern california you know they have harold and bell's and roscoe's right. and uh they have right, some right right not so bad barbecue places from what i've seen on diners drivers and dives but listen my family is kind of origins from alabama so i know about sure. good home some of the cooking and i have recipes that will live with me until the day i die so what's the best meal that you ate in the country, I I'd have to
1: say, if we're just talking about Missouri, I would say the pizza on Pine Street at Fitters. Okay. If we're talking about the country, uh, when I got to announce, uh, oh my gosh, I'm totally forgetting the name of it, uh, Vault in the uh, Ville in, in Kentucky, I got to announce that meet and I had some of the most fire barbecue. In downtown, um, I was mind blown. And I don't know, I think Kentucky has some of the best food, but like I've lived in New Mexico, I lived in Nebraska, Colorado, like Colorado has the best tacos. Um, mm-hmm. I think Cali has the best pizza. Uh wow. everyone would agree, everyone would disagree and say, oh no, nah, New York. And I'm like, nah, man, like nobody wants a pizza that's sloppy, dude. Like I'm trying to have it neat, maybe even smoked you know?
0: Yeah, um, I would, I see. I would disagree with that, but that's, that's, that's all right. That's all right. It's all good. Yeah. Like, but people like, they
1: like, you like what you like. It's like the in and out Whataburger. I will go at people for days and dude, in and outs still the best burger, but I grew up in California. Any Texas person will take me, you know, they'll go in a gunfight to tell me that Whataburger's better, but I'm like,
0: nah. You know? I, I haven't had in and out. See, I haven't had in and out yet, but I've had Waterburger, and there's nothing about Waterburger that was like pressing me to go back. I've had it like once right. or twice. It, it's not right, bad right. by any means, like But I prefer like Crystals. That's If I'm going right. to eat like cheap fast food, I'm going to have like you know Crystals or something like that. But um, which is I feel controversial, that. but. Um, well, let me ask you this, and then we're going to get to the rapid fire, or we're going to wrap this up and get to rapid fire. I'm, I'm asking this from a coach's perspective. How important is it for athletes to not be solely focused on track, but to play other sports, specifically if you're looking to make a career in track and field? Because, you know, in athletics, like, you know, there's so many people like, okay, this person's going to be a football player. And so from like the ages of the age of five to like 20 or whatever, five to seventeen, it's all football. You don't play any other sport. But then there's like your baller who plays basketball, plays football, who plays baseball, who runs track and stuff like that. And you can see some of the skill sets that they gain from the other sports and working with the team and different things like that, you know, translate over Mm -hmm. to what they're able to be successfully how they're able to succeed, you know, on the track. So from your point of view as a coach, how important is it for athletes to be invested in other sports, not just the one? Or do you think that maybe, okay, we're putting too much in playing other sports. It's okay to be invested in one sport if it's something you're dedicated to.
1: Um, I think it's not smart um, to specialize too early. Um, okay. I think why I was successful at the decathlon was because I had a baseball background. I played football. I played soccer. I played basketball. Um, I was able to play some of those other natural sports because it's really important to have the reactive, um, the, rea- the reactive side, especially hand, foot, eye coordination. Like, um, our, uh, our three-year-old does gymnastics. We just started taking him to jujitsu. Um, he rides motor. He can ride a motorcycle he started riding a bike at two years old. Um, yeah. he also does soccer. Um, he's done T-ball before and all of these sports have a crossover and are going to test different senses. Um, I think it's absolutely silly for someone to define a child at the age of five any, before the age of 16 is I think is moronic. Um, it's most people are just a cash grab for them. And I I think it's unfortunate that people are able to take advantage of of families and uh, point them the wrong direction. But I truly think that if you want to be good at a sport, like you should run track and field. Like I joke with my father-in-law all the time. I'm probably going to train my son like a quarter miler up until he gets to like his freshman or sophomore year of high school before we specialize in a short sprint. If he does track, right? Because a quarter miler can do everything. Everything. You can long jump. You can like look at a kid like Matt Bowling, right? Like the guy's got – just so much stamina but he's also got that fast twitch and he's got that explosive side as well um i think it's 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 important to mix those energy systems but like our kids are going to do our kids are going to do all different sports um i'm gonna let them pick and choose we're not going to specialize in anything so i think that that's when you put too much pressure and um i competed my best at the events and meets where i was having fun and uh there was a vibe right and where i was comfortable and you got to allow yourself to compete and not put so much pressure on. Um, I think it's important to not forget why you started something, but also like there's a difference between being focused on the runway and being off. Like a lot of my competitors, uh, a couple of my teammates were very locked in in decathlons in between events, but like I had to go joke with my coach or like, he had to tell me a funny joke in between repetitions. Cause I would just get so worked up. Um, and a lot of that is just kind of knowing yourself too. Right. Um, but I think don't specialize in, um, keep a gangster as long as you can and try all the different things. Cause you just never know when you'll find, it might be, my kid might be good at archery. You know, he might be a really <laughs> good skier. He might be a snowboarder, you know, uh, he might be a kayaker. We don't know, you know, but each yeah. of those sports is going to develop, uh, an, a, a, an athleticism or a reaction level that you never expected, um, before.
0: So how, and you make a great point because I had a coach. He was, uh, He ran for Army. Um, Shout out to legendary coach Ted Benz, one of the best middle distance and distance coaches in the state of Florida. He always said the basis, the base of any track and field athlete, and every track and field athlete, is a quarter miler. That's where you get your start. Um, And then everything just kind of builds upon that. So I definitely agree with that wholeheartedly. Last question, then we're going to wrap this thing up with a bow with some rapid fire. How important is what you do to the community that you represent?
1: Man, it's my lifeline. Um, I think I remember taking the picture with my son the day we got the uh, partnership agreement back from um, from miles, but like what we were going to do, you know, um, it's my heart, like track and field changed my life. Um, I was an unhappy baseball player. And for me to bring life to these other kids or encourage other kids who are doing other sports to uh come out and compete. Like we had this guy tweeted the other day. It's like, Hey, what kind of success stories do you have for kids that started running track junior and senior year? You know? And like, I was one of those success stories. I ran part of the year, my junior year, and then I com- fully committed left. I left baseball, ended up running like 1650 and a 5k to get in shape to pitch in baseball. And then they were like, hey, you could kind of run. You could run like 11.8, which was decent at the time because I could run a decent 5K. And they were like, all right, you could probably sprint sprint a hurdle too, right? Uh, But it changed my life. And I want to continue to do that um, to kids at a younger age and encourage and grow our sport as a whole. You know, Um, I think that's the big thing. That's why we're so big on like social media and like the advertising, uh, bringing light to our community um, and creating news. That's why I think it's cool. Like the social media side of our sport um is where we can bring light to the elite athletes who don't get the attention that they deserve. Um, right. and we have some super cool elite athlete collabs coming.
0: We have a brief technical difficulty, folks, but guess what? We are right back to the action. Enjoy the rest of the episode. We are back. Sorry for the technical issues. You know the internet is whatever it is. So, uh, but we are all good. We're going to wrap this thing up with a bow. I'm going to. Well, we're down to our final segment called down the home stretch. I'm going to ask you a few rapid fire questions. I want you to answer them to the best of your ability. If you do not, don't even worry about it. It's okay. Are you ready? Ready. If there was a food that you had to live with and a food that you could live without, what would they be? Ooh, man, I could live with the. Uh...
1: Tacos, man, I'm a taco guy. Um, could live without
0: breakfast. Interesting. Yeah. People say that. So just like, are you just a cereal dude kind kind of guy? Like, yeah, I like just simple like cereal or
1: like a couple hard boiled eggs. Like we'll eat well, like for brunch or something like that, but like I don't really go ham like my wife like we get up at 5 30 a.m get rolling uh usually throw like a, a mcmuffin or something in the in the oven you know uh, we cook when we when we travel we cook like we'll cook this weekend when we can um, but simple guy
0: simple favorite place to vacation
1: oh oof. i would say colorado stateside for sure that's like my state i almost moved there before my wife before we got pregnant um and then I would say out of the country. I had to say Europe,
0: man. Okay. Um, freaking Euro is cool, super dope oh definitely i would definitely uh want to check that out if there was any actor to portray your life in a movie let's say we're going to make a movie about your life if there was somebody who was going to portray your character who you rolling with Uh, they say john jones i look like john jones
1: when i shave my beard uh or uh uh, i've had people tell me my mannerisms remind them of chris tucker or chris rock um i can get kind of it can get kind of fluid behind the
0: scenes. Uh, i got kind of locked <laughs> up right
1: now. <laughs> hey, hey man.
0: All right. Dream vacation, not, I'm sorry, not dream vacation. Dream concert that you would wish to attend. Oh
1: man. Uh, my wife and I, when we first started dating had like this super cool connection with Chris Stapleton. Okay. The tickets are expensive AF but I would love to go to like a Chris Stapleton or on the opposite end of the spectrum, like a Bob Marley concert. Uh, I love me some country and reggae. There's nothing like a good road trip with some good country or reggae.
0: Breakout track and field athlete that you're hoping to see this year.
1: Oh man. I hope I say her name right. Uh, Latima Westfall. She's one of our track porn athletes. People are sleeping on her. Um, I have to have two, though. I need two because I need a male. Yeah, that's cool. Male, female, and and male. Um, I am really excited to see Josh Shirochan throw the discus outdoor this year. Um, He's been with me since I was at my duplex. Okay. Um, I used to send him free gill equipment. And uh, he was like the first guy that like really believed in us and like would collab with us and stuff online. Uh, but I would definitely say Westfall and Serochen, Uh those two uh, have a special place uh, for sure for me in my heart.
0: Definitely. Two, two more questions. Two quick questions. Why does kindness matter to you?
1: Um, I think what you put out in the world, um, you get it back. And I think that people don't treat other people with respect, they get what's coming for them. I think karma's the real thing. Um and i think you need to be kind and give people the respect and or an opportunity when it's due right um i can't stand mean people i there's some customers man and and sometimes i'm just like i can't i would rather not take your money because you feel as though you're above me and my team and i think that's when um that's where I kinda, that, that's where things get fuzzy for me. Um, especially as a black owned track and field company in the US, like I have a lot of people uh, will call and try to challenge me on things technically, uh, especially in pole ball, it's hilarious. Um, and uh, and some of the throws stuff, they try to come at me and try to find things wrong. And I'll be like, well, um, here's the diameters of this. This is the conversion, you know? Um, but that's a big thing for me is just be kind. Uh, if you see an error, uh, I think it's all about the way you approach it. Um, and not being condescending if you see something wrong. You know, I think we're all human and it's how we address the issues and have a conversation. Um, We had a conversation the other day in church about, we shouldn't have a conversation in church about politics, but we had an open conversation about politics. And uh, one of my things was that people don't understand is that your political belief or your personal beliefs is based off your own personal life experiences and that's what molds you. Um, You know, racism is taught. Um, it's, it's 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 a learned thing. You're not born that way, right? Um, and I, I think it's important for people to understand that.
0: Last question in two sentences. Tell me why customers should shop at track bar <laughs> man. Um, okay, I'll give you this. Two sentences or ten seconds. Fully customizable one-stop shop. That's it. Hey listen and what will you get with the track barn experience um i
1: think you'll get uh you'll get passion uh service customer service um and and love like we love our customers we love the people that support us uh we actually anytime i ever make an error with a customer i always send a free t-shirt no matter what um and we do make mistakes uh like we have like we're struggling with some supply chain stuff right now and it's just communicating with the customer and making it right is my number one thing Um, Take care of the people that support you and help us get to this point. Um, I'd I'd say it would
0: be spot on. Carl, you have survived down the home stretch, and you have survived lactic acid. Before we get off, please tell the people where they can find you. Please tell the people where they can support their journey.
1: Absolutely. Check out trackbarn.com. Check out our social media, TikTok, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, Give us a shout, uh, like, and uh, mention lactic acid. If you guys follow us and we'll follow back.
0: Appreciate you, man. Thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next time.